play for Christmas. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. And I'm the Grinch. The Grinch. Who stole Christmas? Who stole Christmas? Who stole my heart? Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, we went and saw the Grinch last weekend. Yeah. It was like, okay, but like they made him too nice. Why did you see the, the new Grinch? Why? Because we wanted to see something that we didn't need to like really think about. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch was not, uh, I mean, his voice was mean enough, but like he was just mean to a dog for the first 20 minutes. And I'm just like, why are you so mean to the dog? He loves you. Why? I mean, yeah, that's what the original was too. And then he just it has to go, he goes and buys groceries and actually talks to the Who's. Oh. I'm like, no, this is about like segregating oneself <laughs> in a mountain. In a mountain. Of sadness. A mountain of shame. sadness. That's what we're here to do today. Talk about a mountain of sadness? No, we're going to talk about the rom-com of today's choosing. <laughs> Oh, we I don't know today chose it. I don't know. We talk about rom-coms on this podcast. It's a podcast. Oh, yeah, right. Everybody's got a podcast. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so prevalent that even SNL makes skits about it. Mm-hmm. What are we uh, doing this fine December? <laughs> it's not December. It is still November. Shh, don't tell them we recorded so early. Well, we have lives, and the holidays are normally really hard for us to record during, so they can get over it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Today, we're watching 2003's Love Actually. Man, this is like the movie. I know. Everybody talks about it and is so mad that we haven't seen it yet, and I'm like, okay. That's the point. <laughs> but also... I feel like we're going, I'm going into this and I'm going to be like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) I, can I tell you right off the bat that like, I got three messages right away about how people love this movie. Our friends in Nerdy Bitches, LJ from Bygones loves it. Well, she's British and you know, Christmas, you know, it's British and Peter Podstalgic. Can you believe that? Oh, no, I believe that totally. Yeah. yeah, he is such a. I don't want to call him a sap. He's what's the what's the what's the nice word I'm thinking of? He's a softy. He's he's an endearing soul, not like yeah. us. No. <laughs> we're we're the Grinches. Yeah. of the podcast world. Yeah, that's us. that that's us. <laughs> Sorry, we ru- we are here to ruin your hopes and dreams oh. of us liking your favorite rom coms. I'm sorry. Well, I think I could like it. I mean, I know it has... I know it's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it has all of the recipes of, uh, of a movie that we're going to hate. Okay. Break it down. So uh, the description on IMDb is as follows. Oh, wait. No, you can't start that with follows. Yep. It's a... Follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives in various loosely interrelated tales, all set during a frantic month before Christmas in London, England. (laughs) That is not a that is a terrible description. IMDb, do better. Yeah, it's like they got that from Netflix. They did. (laughs) Uh, Where's that? I've missed our our long run on sentence. 
sentence just one sentence yeah (laughs) it's one sentence and it doesn't even it starts with a verb like it would make sense it would make sense i would say in in this holiday rom-com romp we follow the lives of eight very different couples and deal it see it's it you really always, you always want to start you always want to call these movies romps i do <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun word that's not used enough mm-hmm. and it's just like we're, we're light-hearted it's yeah, a romp it's a romp <laughs> Through Christmas. Through in the Christmas. Snow, in, in London. London. <laughs> London town. In London, England. <laughs> England. You know, there's people in England who listen to us, and now I feel like we're insulting them. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, we're not. It's, We've done this forever. You know what you're getting into by now. If you don't, then go back and well, listen. Yeah, we've been doing this for three years. Okay. So this movie stars Hugh Grant... Who I hate. Oh, wow. Who we have previously saw in Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones' Diary, Two Weeks Notice, and About a Boy. And Martine McCutcheon and Liam Neeson. Is Liam Neeson going to threaten somebody in this? No, he's going to be cute. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so disappointed. I'm sorry. Liam Neeson was a softie before Taken. Okay. Uh, this movie was directed by Richard Curtis, who was the writer of Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, and Bridget Jones's Diary. He knows what's up. Yeah, I All guess. All those movies that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just here to disappoint everyone. Uh, it was edited by Nick Moore, who also was the editor for Notting Hill and About a Boy. And the first assistant editor was Peter Dancy who was the dialogue editor from Cousin Bet and the optical supervisor from Notting Hill. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he took a career change. He gets around. Yeah. <laughs> the Avid assistant editor was Tanya Clark, who was the assistant editor Avid UK for About a Boy. And the uncredited assistant editor was Paul Apstead, while the second assistant editor, who was credit- credited, was Debs Richardson. And there were also like 50 million conform editors, but I did not list them. Oh, because this is like, this is the digital shift. Yeah, there were a lot. Of, so so yeah. do you want to explain what conforming is? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can. So conforming is uh, the process that's done after you lock the cut. So once we have picture lock, we send a bunch of files over to our online house who then has a conform editor or a online assistant who will then conform the um, picture to the uh, masters. So with digital masters, it's normally the high res where we're, we're, we in editorial are working with low res because they shoot a lot and we don't have the drive space mm-hmm. for that. I just don't know why there were like four or five on this. Well, it's probably, it's still, the process is still really difficult mm-hmm. um, in this time period. It's uh, not like today where it was probably, they were sending EDLs. And it's a long ass movie. Yeah. So they probably did it by reels. Yeah. So they had one per reel and it's long. It's, they were probably basing it off of EDLs and they had no metadata mm-hmm. like oh, we do yeah. now. I so, remember those days. Yeah. It takes a long time. It was time. all just like your, your key code Mm -hmm. yeah so if there's any avid effects or anything like that it it can make it even 10 times more difficult it's it's ones and zeros yeah 
So they they do check it by eye against the references that we send them. Um, and conform editors are your friends. Out, uh, little editor babies out there. Don't be <laughs> mad at them. Just give them what they need. Keep things organized. Mm-hmm. And be nice to them. And this is where I shout out my wonderful friend in Vancouver whose name is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Who is a conform editor that complains about Avid all the time to me. And I'm like, oh, oh you precious baby. Shush. <laughs> shush your mouth. <laughs> He's like, why can't it just move over? And I'm like, because... We can't. Just deal. Just deal, deal Ryan. Just deal. deal. We, we don't ask why. <laughs> when you ask why, when you're especially dealing with Avid, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. Work around it. Yep. <laughs> it's exactly our religion. Yeah. <laughs> it, it will get better. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Just just be patient. Yeah. And there's just no, re- there's no reason to waste your time asking Com- yeah. why. Why? <laughs> just do. <laughs> do it. <laughs> um this movie is two hours and 15 minutes long it's rated r for sexuality nudity and language language who gonna be naked Mm. liam neeson i don't know i don't know i don't know who's in this movie i did not do any research on this like most famous (laughs) rom-com it's not the most famous but i think it's the one we get the most shit for i'm sorry yeah it, it probably is it has a 7.6 out of 10 IMDb rating and a 55 Metascore. Which is crazy. I feel like that's low for the amount of people that love this movie. Yeah, Metascore soups low. Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah. At the 2004 BAFTA Awards, Bill Nye won for best performance by an actor in a supporting role. I love him. Yeah. He's like the best. He was so good in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like he brought a he brought a level to prior to the Caribbean (laughs) that had not ever been brought. Mm, Like let's let's be honest. (laughs) Um, It was also (laughs) nominated for the Alexander Cordra Award for Best British Film, and the nominees for that were Duncan Kentworthy, Tim Bevan, Bevan. Eric Fellner and Richard Curtis. The producers. All the producers. It was also nominated for Emma Thompson for best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Yeah. Can we all just agree that Dame Emma yep. Thompson, because she is a dame now, bitch. Damn. <laughs> and, <girl. laughs> she, and she went to the palace in tennis shoes. I love this woman. Yeah. Yes. She's great in Harry Potter, and uh-huh. she's just done great things ever since. Yeah. Throwing her heels off the stage at the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Just everything. Love her. At the 2004 Golden Globe Awards, it was nominated for Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical and Best Screenplay in a Motion Picture for Richard Curtis. Yeah. It... So this is a movie where like every British person is in it. So I'm going to be like, oh my God, Harry Potter. Oh my God, Doctor Who. Every single thing. Yeah. You guys, you guys, I, I'm really not ready. I have, I, I literally like know pretty much nothing. I know that there's like a famous scene with yeah, cue with cards. The, 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 yeah. And that's like super problematic and stuff. Yeah. That I know. That's it. I know nothing else. Wait, Hugh Grant does his little dancey thing. That's oh, it. that's this movie? Yeah, that's this one. Okay. Literally, the only two things I know about this two-hour, 15-minute movie are two scenes. I feel like it's going to be too long. Yeah. Well, it's covering fucking how many? Eight. Eight people. 
Oh, my Eight notes. Eight very different couples. My notes so are going to be wait, does garbage. Wait, there's 16 people? No. Okay, then why say eight very different couples? It's not like... Okay. Then Maybe. You, oh, God. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like we're going to die. I'll be like, okay, so then, like, what's his face? Who was in Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah. And Game of Thrones. Ga- um, and Harry Potter. Uh-huh. It's three-way. It's a three-way. Three-way of the fandom. Mm-hmm. It's like a super who lock, but... Mm, it's close. Close. There has to be a name for that. Doctor Throne, Doctor Potter Throne. No, it's Harry Throne. Who? Harry Game Who? Game of Who Potter. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, that sounds like some American (laughs) bullshit, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's also our next drinking game. Hello. Um, let's get it started since it's going to take our whole afternoon to let's watch this. Let's get it started. Ha! <laughs> let's get it started. <laughs> okay. Also more American bullshit. <laughs> this is for our AMSR, ASMR listeners. Okay. Okay. I want to start out this review with, I'm sorry. Why are you apologizing to them? They already know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Meh. I'm sorry. See, I like movies that do like little vignette stories mm-hmm. like this, but I don't know. When they tried to like connect them all, it just felt a little too too forced. You know, I like the connection points. I think that's- They were subtle enough to where they were okay, but it just- I wish they had more meaning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what's the purpose of them if they're not, like, really meaningful? Exactly. And especially for Christmas. There needed to be magic. Yeah. Ashley's mad that there's no Christmas magic. Yeah. I just basically at the end said, I want fucking magic, people. Yeah, it's Christmas. You gotta have magic. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, let me try and gather my thoughts. Okay, I'll have another chip. I feel like this is a movie people put on at Christmas in, like, the background. This is a folding laundry movie. It's a background Christmas movie where family is gathering and whatnot. And maybe it's the the TV-edited version without all the nudity in it. Which I was just very, like, with all the objectification of female bodies in this movie. Ah, I know... <sighs> That plus fat shaming just reminds me that I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the writer of Bridget Jones's diary, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a lot. It's just, I'm not against nudity. No, you're against nudity with no purpose. With no purpose when it's just women. When it feels like there's no consent. Yeah. Yeah. When it's just like, this is a headless body. This is a butt. Yeah, this is for it's for the men to enjoy. <laughs> right, men? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Oh. Ashley and I are very pro nudity, but this is objectification. I mean, I I will say we are very pro nudity. Yeah. <laughs> Especially this week, because I already sent her a dick pic. It's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which there was consent for. Yeah. Because Christopher Pine. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> and I, I asked for it. 
<laughs> you never hear women say that. I asked for it. <laughs> well, and it was, I was very happy about, okay, I need to tell this dick pic story because okay. I was very happy that Sam... Mm-hmm. paused the movie for me good he rewinded it rewinded it in that specific part and mm-hmm. paused it for me mm-hmm. at certain like he gave me a frame by frame yeah I like was which really, one works for you yeah i was really happy with him <laughs> like i'm like oh you're my husband yeah like for reals now so i can send <laughs> a picture of this to my best friend yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute story right yeah totally Christopher Pine, come on the podcast. We'd love it. Yep. And my parents and boyfriend listen to this podcast now. They have to know these things. Yep. No, do they? <laughs> Fine. He's the best of the Chris's. Yes. One, yes. <laughs> There's no argument there. Okay. This movie, Love Actual. Actually. <laughs> well, actually. Love Actually. Well. Well, actually. Well. Actually. Well, love actually. Well, love actually. <laughs> what were my thoughts? Oh, yeah. It was a background kind of Christmassy movie. Um, <laughs> Why did you say that? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gosh. <laughs> they already know you hate it. <laughs> you don't, don't need to play it up. I don't hate it. <laughs> Who says I hate what it? What is that voice? <laughs> Where are these voices coming from? Uh, I really was waiting for the aliens to come. Like, I watch all the Doctor Who Christmas specials, so I'm into British Christmas, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just used to certain. You know it's not going to be a Christmas uh, special this year? I heard. Why are people so upset? I don't know. I'm behind anyway. Uh, Love Actually. <laughs> <laughs> they already hate us. It's okay. It's okay. They hate us for Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I'm just, uh, there were parts I liked. There, I think, were some characters I liked. I just, the movie doesn't afford them to grow or, you know. No, it's snippets. It's just like looking. Yeah. It's and like watching highlights of the hockey game. And even with like that part with the guy and, and Kira Knightley, the part that we've all seen, mm-hmm. like by the time I finally saw it, I was just like, oh, is this it? This is the whole thing? They're, that's their whole thing. Like, it's like three scenes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I thought there would be more buildup to get him to that point, you know? Yeah. But there's not at all. Well, and the reason why he's doing it is so ridiculous. Like, it's not sweet no at all. No. It's creepy. Yeah. I knew it was going to be creepy, but I thought the movie would be able to, like, be like, it's not creepy. Not convince me, but have its, you know, fair share of, mm-hmm. here's what we are trying to go for. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's, no, it's. It's weird. We'll get into that. But like, yeah, like that, how they were much shorter uh, snippets than I expected. And some of them were kind of just more redundant with like the Alan Rickman in the office, the whole office just wanting to fuck each other. And I'm like, this is gross and distasteful. No, we just needed Laura Linney and her. I loved her. Latin lover. Mm-hmm. Whew. Pretty. <laughs> And and uh, then like that could be the connection point with Alan Rickman, but we're dealing with like him having, I guess, a midlife crisis. Yes, I don't know. See, that's like I'm like I don't know anything really about these people. No, I don't understand why people love this. So movie. why am I rooting for them? Okay, it feels like so now. Like media is made to just just like one thing to just go viral. Right. Yes. 
And that's what this feels like. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just that really like... They each had their little one quotable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it is just filler. Mm -hmm. Like, I think everybody makes the point really well with especially James Corden. The only thing that anybody has ever seen of James Corden's show is Carpool Karaoke. Mm -hmm. And that was specifically designed to go viral on YouTube. Yeah. I think that's all. I just watch those on YouTube. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, nobody else seeks out the rest of the show. I mean, and then he'll have, like, one or two skits that are that are funny, too. But they're all designed around that same carpool karaoke model of yeah. we got to go viral on YouTube. Yeah, because you get that YouTube money. Yeah. But shouldn't you want to make a good product that is good all around, that everyone wants to see mm-hmm. and participate in the whole thing? Yeah. Not just the high it's it's like a highlight reel like not just the highlights i don't want just the highlights if i wanted just the highlights i wouldn't watch the falcon hockey game yeah (sighs) to me uh, also this movie wasn't christmasy enough no is that weird no it just felt like christmas was kind of tacked on yeah it's kind of like backgroundy there like the people uh, yeah maybe it's not there's no christmas magic of like why what is that the the feeling the spirit in the air missing that the crispiness Mm-hmm. The crispy Christmas. This, this. The crispy snow, like the snow crispiness. Like yeah. The, you can smell the snow and the cold. And you're yeah. Just like, ah, the crisp of the cold. Yeah, even Bridget Jones had more of that. Yeah. Definitely more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was know. just a whisper of Christmas. It was yeah. like Christmas. Because you don't really, like, get, like, their real home lives or, like, any of, like, any sort of downbeat moments where they're just, like, sitting and thinking or something. Well, you no, know? you don't realize that Alan Rickman is married to Emma Thompson until, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah. And, like, it plays it off kind of like, this should be a big surprise. And it's like, really? So, like, motherfucker did what? <laughs> yeah, like, what? Well, and then, like... Liam Neeson's character and the kid are like the best of all of them. And then they disappear during the middle so that we can get like the rest of this bullshit. After they've had this really sweet like moment with Titanic Mm -hmm. because he's trying to like be this kid's dad after he's lost his mom. Mm -hmm. He's having experiencing his first love. Like that's super sweet. And then I just, I don't know. Tell me your thoughts about Hugh Grant. He's the fucking prime minister. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because Michael Gammon was doing Harry Potter. So he couldn't be the prime minister? Yeah. Okay. So you went from Michael Gammon to Hugh Grant. Yeah. Why? Because every other British actor was already in the book. It's only 12. I don't know. I don't know. You could have made Alan Rickman the prime minister and combined those stories. Ooh. Oh, Alan Rickman would make good Prime Minister. I think it's because it's Richard Curtis and he puts Hugh Grant in everything. So it's a bastardization of the medium and of Parliament. Did you like his storyline? No, I was confused by his storyline. It's weird. Everybody. That's the whole thing of like. And I think we've we've touched on this before, how it doesn't age very well nowadays with like the whole like Harvey Weinstein yeah, sort of stuff no. that like when we see in these movies about like inter office flirtations and romances and stuff like that in positions of power, yeah. especially when it's a boss and like this younger woman, we're like, oh, this is creepy now. <laughs> but it, it's not even that. So like. I think people can fall in love with The Office and then, you know, I I do think that that is a very real thing. But 
in movies, it needs to be this actual subtle thing to where you can see the relationship grow rather than this instant attraction. Because that is what makes it, to me, feel creepy is he instantly is drawn to her and instantly wants to fuck her. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, it was, there were too many of them in the movie. Yeah. With the Alan Rickman and and Mia. It was like saying, okay, men, this is what we know you do. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of men preying on women, sort of. Even if they're not really, like, because we never get a resolution. We never really see, like, Alan Rickman face consequences, Mm -hmm. aside from his wife, like, confronting him. Mm -hmm. Like, is that really a consequence? Because in the end, they're still together? Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of trivia of, like, yes, he did have a sexual affair, and she did know about it, but they stayed together. It's just, like, they're... Or he's just not going to do it anymore. It's just, like, there's a rift between them now. And I don't know. Is that why everybody always wanted a sequel? I don't know. Can't do it now. Oh, don't bring that in here. Not in this bed. Anyway, this movie. This movie. Is trash. Ew. I don't know if I'm it's not going to... I was like, I don't think it's trash. I mean, there's parts of it that are good, but I think uh, I think Colin Firth is good. He's sweet, but it's still creepy. I think Martin Freeman is good. Martin Freeman is definitely good because he's like the only one that is like checking in. Yeah, with his like his partner. He's yeah. like, are, are you okay with this? Like, yeah. is everything okay? I can touch he was you. The, the king of consent. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> and that's the most sexy. But he was so dorky about it, too. So it was just like, oh, mm. this is like the best Martin, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Like, just Martin Freeman all over that. Was anybody else good? You liked the Liam Neeson and, and the kid and Sam. Because that was all about building a relationship with your child after yeah. the mother. Like, that was really sweet. Yeah. I think more that, like, less romancy. Well, because I feel like the whole, I mean, the point of the movie is that love is actually all around us. Who said it wasn't? I don't know. But I mean, there was something in the beginning how it was like kind of a reaction to... To bad things. Yeah. To 9-11, to terrorism, to like hiding away and being afraid and that the world is evil. I don't think inherently we all believe that. I think we can have moments where it feels like that. Mm-hmm. But I do genuinely feel like the vast majority of people, and it may not be people in power, but like people, mm-hmm. regular people, do bring love in the world. I mean, I would like to think that. I, I'm an idealist, so. I think everybody in this movie was already in love. Yeah. And I feel like I'd want someone maybe in a Grinch-like character to or Fine love or? we just need like the angel care like how mm-hmm. you were saying how uh, Rowan Atkinson was supposed to be an a- like originally, yeah, originally supposed to be this angel like character yeah okay so Alan Rickman's character specifically what I'm gonna go with because he directly was the first person that interacted with Rowan Atkinson's character where he's questioning whether he wants to stray mm-hmm. from his marriage like that whole sequence has a purpose it's to basically show him how his wife does care actually about him. Like his like he needs to like 
Rowan Atkinson is trying to push him back together with his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, that could have been cool. Mm-hmm. Where you had this one main character who links everything. So nothing has to necessarily be linked. But this one character goes from, from vignette to vignette. Mm-hmm to kind of push things along in a Cupid kind of role. Yeah, that's how movies are traditionally done like this. And there's nothing wrong with tradition. Nope. It works. And, you know, and, and definitely at the end, the last time we see Rowan, at the airport was magic. It was definitely a wink. Yeah. For sure. Well, he did literally wink. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, like a wink at magic, like mm-hmm. the, a wink to the original character itself. Yeah. Instead of just being this really weird crazy shop clerk Mm -hmm. i just would have liked to see that or it could have been like a rocker dude bill nighy nighy he could have been the the angel character yeah because he wasn't directly related to anybody yeah and he was just like i've wasted all this time so now i need to give back to the people and like really bring love into my life or something i don't know like i get that Yeah, yeah there could have been something better this could have been better. Yeah, it could have been better, but it's also, I feel like it's just like hearkening back to things that we've all seen before. Yeah. Is it because I've been told how I'm supposed to feel about this movie mm-hmm. that I'm yeah, being the child and being like, now, fuck this shit. Since you didn't see it in 2003 yeah. when it came out. Yeah. I didn't really know that it existed. I probably knew that it was existed. Like I said, I was that um, whatever seventeen year old angsty Justine of like love movies, gross. <laughs> Just gotta throw up on everybody. I am gonna be an independent filmmaker. I only watch art movies. German expressionism. German expressionism is my fave. <laughs> we know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. I feel seen. <laughs> That's what we're here for on the Cutaways podcast. Wow. <laughs> to make everybody who hates romantic comedies feel seen. Yeah. Hugs to everybody who doesn't like this movie. Apparently we're few and far between. Yeah. Welcome to our little club. Okay. Um, How do you want to go through this movie? Do you want to go through it uh, linearly? Yeah. I feel like it would be really... <sighs> I would like to go through it character by character, like almost couple by couple, but it's so weird mm-hmm. in its timeline. Yeah. Um, okay. So f- fair warning. A lot of times I didn't know their names. So I think we're going to go mostly with actor names. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Because like if you didn't hear him say a name, like I didn't know Colin first character's name until the end. So this movie starts and ends with... Uh, footage of people hugging at Heathrow Airport. Actual people. Yeah. Because as the narration from Hugh Grant, the only time we have the narration, talks about love. And when he needs to be reminded of love, he goes to Heathrow and sees all the people. Yes. Greeting each other. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, You and can't then, do that anymore. No, you greet them at baggage claim. Yep. Um. Yeah. And then he does mention something about Twin Towers. Yeah. Do you think that was like tied in or do you think that was always scripted? I think it was always scripted. I definitely like having watched Richard Curtis's other films. It seems like that's something he would do. Okay. Do you feel like this movie sticks to the script? He probably, as he does, wrote a lot more and chopped it out in post. Okay. That's what I, that's the feeling I got. Yeah. So. 
I like how it was like we're able to just be like, yeah, we've seen, we've seen a whole catalog of this this man's work, and this is his directorial debut. So, is this the best? Uh, we'll find out later on. Later on, we'll review. Stay uh, tuned. Okay, so first we meet Bill Nye, whose character's name is Bill. So that's easy enough. Oh, it was named Bill. Yeah, that's right. He's recording a Christmas song, which is terrible. It's a cover of a of an actual actual good song. But just replacing, just throwing in the word Christmas in there. And it's five weeks till Christmas. Did we need the countdown? <clears throat> I think we did as a frame. Okay. Because it helped us with how long it is and how many characters it was. Kind of like see the end. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, it also helped with like... This is the end of this vignette. We're moving on to this next week. And then this next yeah. vignette is starting up. Yeah. Yeah. So Colin Firth has a girlfriend who is sick. That's all we know at that point. Liam Neeson has a friend in Emma Thompson. And his wife had just died. <laughs> we meet that other guy, Colin, who's kind of creepy. Terrifying man. Yeah. Wasn't just creepy. Utterly terrifying. Like, that man is probably convicted of rape of some kind. Wow. Or stalking. Yes, I can see stalking. Again, like, office flirtation. Unwanted office flirtation where you don't respect or know boundaries. Well, and it never, like, it's just in the beginning, he's like, you're my future wife. And she, like, doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then that is, he never comes back to the office ever again. Yeah. So why did we need this character? Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Ah, this movie objectified women so much. Sorry. <laughs> Martin Freeman is a stand-in for porn stars, I guess. We think. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be porn stars. It has to be uh, that they're on set shooting a, a porn, except the lighting is taking forever. <laughs> I mean, it looks well lit and balanced, but they're like, oh, we just need these levels here. Please cover and massage her breasts. Yeah, that was not needed. Okay, I, I kind of was so to go polite in. about it though that it didn't bother me. There's a part of me who'd be like, "This is not how film sets work." Yeah, no, 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 totally. But at the same time, I was just like, "Oh, he's so nice about it. At least he's like taking care of her." I know. That's what made it less creepy for me. Yeah, that is what made it less creepy, and that is th still not how film sets work. <laughs> at all they don't need to be miming the action well what if they're casting shadows they can just stand that there. has happened they that can stand there they don't need to be humping that's valid that's what i'm saying they don't okay. need to be humping they can stand there in the positions yeah to see where the shadows fall you know and they don't need they they can be clothed because you can just judge by their face that you see skin exposed on their face. So that's where you're going to get your light. But you were the one yeah. who said when I said, why did she need to take her shirt off that it had to be that way because they needed to test the lighting on her boobs. That's what they came over with their light meter. <laughs> <laughs> why? You're not going to get... <sighs> and we said that this was the best part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, the part where it's just like incorrect filmmaking. We're like, this one's the best. <laughs> Be okay, here's okay. Because it doesn't matter if she's wearing a top or not. They're they're judging the light that's coming onto her, not bouncing off of her. Okay, okay, 
Okay. It's, 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 I know I don't worry like meter. <laughs> sorry. You're fine. You're just fixating. It's beautiful. I am. I am. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was cute for what? Okay. Martin Freeman made it work because he was so polite and nice. Well, and they were, he was not bringing it up. Like it wasn't yeah. part of the conversation at yeah. all. It was, he was doing everything in his power to have a conversation with her that didn't make her feel like she wasn't a person. Yes. Yeah. I, that's what I like about, of all the objectification of women in this movie, there's him also there naked being like, so, uh, do you like so-and-so? Do you like the prime minute? Like he yeah. just got elected. Like it yeah. was, it felt better. Yeah. Than Alan Rick, like the aggressive secretary of Alan Rickman. Yeah. Who's like, hey, I'd like to see a lot of you later spreads Spritz. her legs yeah, in a skirt. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, g- girl. I mean, he get the, he got the point. <laughs> you don't need to swallow him right there. But she wanted to. You're like, leave some mystery. <laughs> He's in. He's in. I got Girl, stop. Yeah. Subtlety is your friend. I don't know, unless she was just, like, into it. Like, into making him uncomfortable. Into the fact that he's, like, married. I'm not into watching it. No. I didn't want to. I wanted Marilyn Monroe in, uh, Mm. in, what was the movie? In, um. With Cary Grant. Yep. Oh, the one with the, where they get younger. Yeah, 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 Monkey Trouble. Monkey Trouble, Where she puts her leg up. Yeah. uh, Next to him and she's like, I love these new stockings you invented. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. I wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it worked. Because he was also like into it, but also like, no, I'm married, dude. Yeah. Like turned her down straight. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, sorry. Where were we in this movie? Oh, yeah. The humping stand in. Then we get Chiwetel Ejiofor, totally underutilized. Ugh. Love him. Well, he was a day player. Yes. God. He was just like right off of serenity i was like yes <laughs> fucking you beat that shit yeah get in that fight with mal god now i want to watch serenity <laughs> nathan pillion call us call us please we know you're in town we know where you know we don't know where you live but if we did we we come say hi but <laughs> not in a creepy stalker way not in a creepy stalker way no not do way. it in a sexy way <laughs> as they say in crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> In a sexy way. Okay, so Chiwetel Ejiofor is getting married to Kira Knightley. And he also has this best man, Mark. Is that his name? I think so. I'm going with Mark. Mark? Stalker man. Yeah. That's what I called him. Mm-hmm. And also, we've got a prime minister who's brand new. And he also has this swearing newbie as well. Natalie. Who's Natalie is adorable, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so at the wedding, the best man arranges this Beatles music. It's very lovely. It's a surprise, and it's cute. It is cute. Colin Firth's brother is having sex with his girlfriend. Like, Colin Firth's girlfriend is cheating on him with his brother. Mm -hmm. The food guy, Colin, wants to bang American girls. Which, okay. That whole, I, I want to erase that from my brain. Do you know that that's the, the premise, or at least the call to action in The Prince and Me? No, we have not watched The Prince and Me. I have watched The Prince and Me. I love The Prince and Me. 
but I have a strange Julia Stiles fetish. I will watch anything with that woman in it. Anything. Is that why you watch the Bourne movies? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, he goes to Wisconsin oh. to like find Girls Gone Wild because that's the only Girls Gone Wild he's seen. And he's from Denmark in The Prince and Me. Oh. Liam Neeson has the funeral for his wife. His stepson is there. It's little Jojen Reed, who we love. Tiny human. Tiny, wonderful Jojen Reed. Who is 13 in this? He looked like he was five. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the trivia is like he was 13, cast in this, and then cast as a 13-year-old when he was in his 20s for Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. He's more Fountain of Youth than I am. He is. (laughs) He really is. It's the eyes. Yeah. Little British boy. Little little cutie That explains why he was so good. Because he was older. Because he was older than what I thought he was. Because mm-hmm. I was fascinated with him. I was just like, how do you speak words? <laughs> he's not four years old. He's 13. Yeah, pretty much. So Alan Rickman has co-worker, Laura Linney, whose name I think is Sarah. And she loves this other co-worker, Carl. The black hat guy from Westworld. Westworld. He's the villain. He's Brazilian. He's hot. And Ashley says he gets naked a lot. He gets naked all the time in Westworld. Like, all the time. He got naked in this. Not naked. He was in his undies. He was in his... He was in his skivvies. Little undies. (laughs) Yeah. His barely there undies. Yeah. They were tight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Bill... At the radio station, he's released the single. He hates it. He's always trash-talking it, but he still wants to get it to number one on Christmas as the number one Christmas single. But, of course, he says it's, it's garbage. So this was the whole thing I liked about it is that he's still maintaining his, like, rock star, like, the whole mm-hmm. sellout thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's maintaining the fact that he still hasn't sold out even though he's made a Christmas song because he hates it. Yeah. It's like he sold out and acknowledges it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't feel like he sold out because he was literally bashing it every chance that he could. I thought he was going to die. I thought somebody was going to die. I was trying to figure out who was going to die. Nobody died. I wanted the prime minister to die. Oh, Jesus. Every time we watch a movie now, I'm like, and then they get hit by a car. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was like, you talked about terrorism in the beginning. There's going to be like some state terrorism and that's what's going to drive him together to find love or whatever, because that's what he said in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. There was just no outside forces. There was no magic. No magic. None. Okay. Four weeks till Christmas. Okay. We are definitely shown that the prime minister that wants his assistant or whoever she is she brings some tea so i say it's the assistant well then he said he was like she was like the catering manager i well that was also after she was relocated to a different job yeah i was very confused and it could have been making it up to be like oh this is my something professional sounding colin has tickets to america Alan Rickman is setting up an office party, which Mia ensures will have many dark corners. (laughs) I didn't like it. Every scene with her was uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, good for her for being like 
solid and knowing what she wants and sticking to it and, you know, giving him consent. Yeah. But also, meh. But also, it's just like majorly like just pulling your dick out at work sort of vibe. Yeah. Like, Alan Rickman was not as uncomfortable as he should have been. No. Strong agree. Or it's just like, dude, you could have solved this so easily just being like, yeah, 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 we're joking. It's fun. We don't do this at work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. Okay. So, little Sam, little Sam Sam, yeah. Jojen Reed is sad. You know why he's sad? Because he's in love. Because he's in love. And love is agony. Especially when the girl doesn't love you back. I love this child. Yeah. I want to adopt this child. I also love that I connected with the... The, uh, the only character that I connected with was named Sam. Of course. Of course. Get you a Sam. Yup. Um, so Colin Firth... Jamie is his name. Sorry. Yes. Jamie is somewhere out in, like, France now. He's in the country. He's in the country. Alone again. As also, he he's it. a novelist, I guess. Yeah, he's typing up something. Who knows? Who knows what anybody does in this? Like, we need to know about people. Yeah, pretty much. Bill continues his downward spiral. Three weeks till Christmas. So, Kira calls Mark and is like, I need a wedding video because mine got effed and I know you were filming the whole thing. So, give me your wedding video. And he's like, I, 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 I taped over it. I deleted that. I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> Leave me I, alone. I don't Bye. have secret videos of you. <laughs> Hated it. Yeah, I wrote down, everyone in Alan Rickman's office wants to bone each other. What? What did they even do in that office? I thought he was like a marketing person. I have no idea. I literally have no idea what anybody in that office does. And there's oh, four characters yep. in that office. Pretty much. Maybe it's publishing. Maybe they published Colin Firth's book. I don't know. Let's make those connections. So Jamie, Colin Firth, is in his little French writing retreat. And he gets a cleaning lady. And they don't speak the same language. Not even the person who hires the other person. Mm-hmm. She speaks Portuguese, and he does not. Then it's Ashley's favorite part. Do you know what your favorite part is? When they watch Titanic? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. It's uh, it's it's when the president of the United States comes oh. to visit. <laughs> and it's Billy Bob Thornton? It's Billy Bob Thornton, whom I have learned in this trivia has a fear of antique furniture with... Which Hugh Grant used that against him in the filming of this movie by just showing him antique furniture right before they were shooting. Because they were in London. I mean, everything is antique over there. And they're in the Prime Minister's. So I don't know how Billy Bob Thornton survived. <laughs> I want to know why. Like, I want to know what happened to him <laughs> to make that a thing. I mean, I don't like antique hospital equipment. <laughs> <laughs> but that is scientifically valid. That is valid. Get to, like that smell. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> Gross, you know? Yeah, but like furniture? No, oh, regular like I want to know chair. who who's who one or which of his great aunts died and then haunted his ass. 
That's the real story here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. He's our president. And it's perfect because he's slightly George W. W. Bush. (laughs) He's W. Just enough that you're like, oh, I see. I see what you did there. I see what you're doing. And he also is hitting on Natalie inappropriately, as is everybody. And then and she's like getting fat shamed by everybody. Tell I know. She's too fat. There was so much fat shaming in this movie. Ah. But why? Everybody's hitting on her. Everybody yeah. wants to fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're being like, oh my God, her thighs are too big. Like, what? My what? thighs are gigantic. Ooh, I was, what? You know, I could crush my husband, but I don't. Yeah. Be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> So this, of course, strains the U.S.-U.K. relationship, Because, yeah, which is literally just politics. Which is, yeah, which is, you can't bang my constituent assistant. I bang my assistant. Nobody should be banging any assistants. Go back to America, you motherfucker. Oh, my God. Uh, Also, Emma Thompson is the prime minister's sister and she's married to alan rickman that's when we find out yep and then hugh grant dances to the pointer sisters which is it's his best work (laughs) yes see i've realized something Mm -hmm. that all i want from hugh grant is to just have like a be silly be yeah be willing to be silly because you liked him in bridget jones when he does the the silly fighting yeah I just want him to, like, for some reason, that just makes me feel like everything that he's doing is genuine because everybody does bullshit, like, silly, stupid shit, especially when they're in love. And so he comes off so ungenuine when he tries to be, like, straight-laced and just perfect. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Mm-hmm. So two weeks till Christmas. Oh, the countdown is on. <laughs> Get your shopping on. Yeah. Well, nobody was shopping. and Well, there was that one shopping scene. Which is in two weeks till Christmas. Colin Firth and his maid. Okay, he's outside typing. Tippity type, type, type. Type, type, type. And she's there to clean up his stuff. And then, oh no, his papers are blowing away. And she's like, that's my responsibility. They're going to be blown into this lake. So I will take off all of my clothes and jump in the lake to get these papers, which are ruined anyway. <laughs> right? Is that how it happened? Yeah. And then they come back in the room. She's just wearing a blanket. And then there's just all this sexual tension. All of it. Which I'm... Colin Firth can bring the... I think he's got like a switch. He can turn on the sexual tension. Mm-hmm. I think he... That's... Yeah. He's just so good at like the bumbling... Mm-hmm. Cute. What would you do if Colin Firth and Martin Freeman were in a scene together? I'd want them to kiss. Yeah. <laughs> like hardcore want them to kiss. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> but then they'd be like slow and bubbling about it. Yeah. Like, oh, and it would just be like the best. It, it would be like porn. It would be emotional porn. <laughs> Ship it. Our, our Lady Pod Squad Slack is going to like freak the fuck out at this yep. part. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're all about that in Lady Pod Squad. <laughs> Uh, We're all about Colin Firth and Martin Freeman. As for you, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) So Mark, who is in this awful art studio with boobs and everywhere. There are butts. There are naked guy butts. 
on the wall on the wall but there's also but there's also like boobs on the wall just covered with little santa hats on their nipples remember that that didn't bother me as much as it bothered you it did because like the guys it's like their full top it's their head to feet yeah and they're naked and you're seen from behind from the women it's always chopping off their heads that's valid i'm fucking sick of marketing and things like that imagery with women objectified by getting their heads chopped off yell at sam because he's an advertiser now i hate it (laughs) get him (laughs) i'm coming for you sammy (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm like the ghost of christmas whatever whatever (laughs) in this episode the ghost of christmas whatever the ghost of christmas (laughs) rom-coms yes Anyway, carry on. Carrying on, Mark gets visited by Kiara Knightley, and she's hoping that they can be friends. How does she not get the vibes from this guy? She thinks that he hates her or something. Yeah. It's like, we never talk. What's up with that? I don't, I want us to be friends. I liked the sister, whatever, who thought that it, he was actually in love with, with, uh, what's his face? Chiwetel. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know why she didn't, like, it didn't click. Because... He, I mean, maybe because she's too close. It's I It's easy know. to see from the outside, but harder to see from the inside. Maybe. I have no idea. And then, so, they find the wedding video, and they play it. And she realizes as she's watching it, it's all just of her. It's a stalker video. It is. It is literally a stalker video. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his masturbation. That's his spank bank. Mm-hmm. That's gross. And so she gets it, and she's like, but you never talk to me. And he goes, it's self-preservation. I'm go- I'm, I'll leave. I'll leave it. <laughs> it goes out. And then they never talk again until the cue card thing. Yeah. And then that's stupid. That's it. Yeah. And then they're all friends in the end. Why? I don't know what happens. It's so weird. I don't like it creeps me out okay so after the incident with the u.s president the prime minister asks natalie to be moved elsewhere and asks her not to like take it the her his whoever his undersecretary i guess to take it however or maybe that's his chief of staff Mm. i don't know it's just weird i didn't understand that so Sam is really sad because it's a girl that he's crushing on, Joanna. Oh, I thought it was my Sam for a second. No, this Sam. Sam's really sad. The girl, Joanna, he's crushing on is going back to America. And you know what? Titanic solves all problems when you're feeling sad. At least if you just watch the first half of Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> then you get really sad after yeah. the second half. <laughs> and then you really fucking hate James Cameron. Yeah, you already do. Yeah, I'm just saying that you get added on. Okay. Like, you forget that James Cameron directed the movie during the first half. Yeah. And then you remember and you're like, fuck you, James Cameron. And your Titanic obsession. And your Titanic. I love the Titanic. I love the Titanic. You love the movie or the, the disaster? <laughs> That's one of the best slip-ups that's ever happened. <laughs> I can't. I have always found it fascinating. (laughs) Wait, again, the movie or the disaster? The disaster. Before the movie came out, when we were learning about it in school, before they even... I think this was um, back when I was in elementary school is when they actually found it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, like, a big, huge thing. Yeah. Like, to actually, like, find it and then be like, oh, it didn't, you know, there wasn't a huge hole in it. It just it cracked in half. Like, we didn't know how it That's happened. That's like when the Rams won the Super Bowl for me. Like, I was like, okay, football is cool. Like, if we're going to win shit, yeah. football's cool. But then I was like, no, football sucks. Yeah, it was, like, in fifth grade or something where they were mm-hmm. really starting to be like, oh, we can- we found it. We actually learned. And that was fascinating. And then they made the movie, <laughs> which was great. No, the actual, like archaeology side of it yeah. is utterly fascinating yeah. like well which is why james cameron got obsessed with it <laughs> yeah but still like fuck him i hate him <laughs> i don't like him You're okay just jealous of his little sea dews <laughs> i am not jealous of anything that that man has <laughs> i want to no. watch titanic now fine we can watch titanic Yay. but i will still curse the name that is james cameron mm-hmm Okay, Colin Firth leaves his little vacation for Christmas, says goodbye, and then, like, she kisses him. This is still, like, they enjoy driving together. We've had, we've seen, like, they're both sides of their conversations. Mm-hmm. They both like each other. They just don't know it because they don't speak the same language. Yeah. Until she kisses him as she's leaving and saying goodbye. Yeah. And I just, like, picture his face being like, we could have been kissing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No, that was cute. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, Bill makes that really gross music video, which is um, an allusion to that other music video, except we see crotch shots in this one. <laughs> yeah. Sam, movie Sam, gets the best idea in the world, and the idea is to join a band to get the girl to notice him. Classic strategy. Sam's smart. Yes. Sam's. All Sams are smart. Sam, are they? <laughs> All Sams in my life are smart. Okay. He knows I talk about him now on the podcast. But he still doesn't listen. He's probably going to listen now. Nah. So there's the Christmas party at the Alan Rickman. Yep. He dances with Mia. Sarah and Carl finally hook up. They go back to her place. They are going to do it. But then... She gets the phone calls from her brother. Yes. And keeps answering and interrupting. And she has to go help her brother. And saying that she's not busy. Yeah. Like, that was the most insulting thing. Yeah. That was sad. I didn't like it. It was mean. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not doing anything. Well, this guy is in his underwear. being like, ah. Uh, I want to give you my penis. Uh, please accept this penis offering. <laughs> <laughs> There's your penis content. <laughs> Emma Thompson warns Alan Rickman to be careful about Mia. Sarah visits her brother. You want to talk about? Her brother had some issues. I don't, I think he was like childlike. At first I thought they were going to go the autism route. Yeah. But it didn't. It wasn't seem like it didn't seem like autism. It just seemed like schizophrenia, maybe maybe schizophrenia or or some type of just development disorder. Mm -hmm. He never really talked and she kept calling him darling. Yeah. Little darling. So that's what made me feel like it was more of like he just didn't develop. But like also like the violence aspect of it. I don't know. It kind of made me think Hutchinson's a little. Uh, not really. No. 
Okay, so then there's this continued flirtation between Alan and Mia, this phone call thing where he's like, so you want a gift? And she's like, you know what I want. And you could have everything of mine, me. I'm not getting you a gift. I'm giving you my she's vessel. She's like, vagina is what you're getting for Christmas. If I didn't make that clear in the past four weeks. Jesus. Vagina. (laughs) Vagina. Spelling it out for you. <laughs> um, okay, so then he goes to buy her a necklace. And then there's this gift wrapping scene. Which was odd. Which was odd? I just, I mean, if he was going to be an angel, I wanted I, I wanted there to be some purpose behind this gift wrapping scene. Because it, it felt like he was purposefully stalling him. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel, it just didn't feel right. It felt misplaced. Maybe he was purposefully it's a- st- Stalling him to uh, so he changes his mind, but I don't. He doesn't know that he's buying this for his mistress. I don't think. If he's an angel, angels know everything. Yes, if he's an angel, but he's not brought out to be an angel. No, he's not. So he's. It just felt. It did feel misplaced for me in terms of tone. Like all yeah. of a sudden, here's a funny scene. I'm yeah. like, I'm not prepared. Like I really liked the scene. I think it was funny, and I really liked the the chemistry like comedy the comedic chemistry between alan rickman and ron atkinson but it just didn't it just didn't work it where it's at it didn't work yeah you could have easily fixed this by cutting to a different to another storyline and then cutting back and and they're walking away or they're at home and she finds the box Mm -hmm. or just do like a close-up of the necklace and then that's like he's looking at it and that that would cut the the scene out completely but that way you're still carrying on with the emotion that you're supposed to carry on with because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can have funny scenes to break up you know kind of darkness yeah. kind of stuff but you need to do it in a very strategic and smart way because it can drive the tone to a different direction and it'll, you can lose your audience that way so it just it felt like you could have fixed this by cutting the scene out yeah Okay, one week till Christmas. John finally asks out Judy. And it's cute. Uh huh. There's a little bit of montage of what like everybody's doing. Because everybody kind of now has this little purpose end goal thing or yeah. wondering or thinking about somebody. Yeah. So there's that. Colin first learns Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Other Colin. Okay, okay, okay. I want this to be cut out. I... Yeah. This had to have been a fantasy sequel. Like, it had to have been. But it didn't. It wasn't. I know, but it needed to be. Colin arriving in Milwaukee, meeting up with three hot women who had to be hookers. They were not. They had to be. They were not. Who the hoofs? I just don't get it. I really don't get the this scene at all. Is it just to be this is what Americans are? Over-sex- it was just fan- it was fantasy fulfillment. It was oversexualized women who are like, "Oh, we are all hot and sleep together naked. Won't you join us?" Yeah, it's it's like the slumber party like fetish bullshit. Yeah, it's just like, what is the point? We've never slept together naked in the same bed. We've slept together though. in the same bed. Yes, <laughs> we were pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> and I kick you. Yeah, that's the thing. We got to get sleep in a big bed because Ashley is a kicker. 
I move a lot when I she sleep. sleeps diagonally. <laughs> I do. And I've done that since I was a baby. My mom has pictures. Such a bed hog. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh-huh. So like, the, okay, I'm done talking about that bullshit. Yeah, we're not, we're not even going to discuss it. Yeah. I thought it was a bit weird and kind of a character change that um, Emma Thompson sneaks and finds the, the, the gift and then sees the, the box under the tree and is so excited to get it, thinks that her husband has changed and it's just like really, really. It was kind of sweet. I don't know. It seemed... She was too bubbly. Yeah. She wasn't questioning enough. Yeah. It seemed unlike her. But it was cute. Like, I like seeing Emma Thompson be bubbly and cute. But it's not the necklace. It's a CD. So she cries. But it was a Joni Mitchell CD. He does listen to her. Yeah. He's just also a dick. Yeah. It just proved that he is cheating. Yeah. And I did not like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's Christmas Eve now. Bill gets the number one single. And he's going to get naked on TV and perform the song. Uh That was his gift to the nation. Yep. But first he's going to go hang out with Elton because he's back. You know, he's this washed up rocker. Yeah. Now he's back and everybody will respect him again. Uh, Martin Freeman and Judy finally date slash kiss. We don't see the date. I I think that was a problem for me. We didn't see them actually on a date. No. I wanted to see them on a date. It was just like, oh, we had a date. It was great. And I was like, well, how did it go? Was it weird? Was it was there good chemistry? I mean, like, you're transitioning from working together yeah. to, you know, having a relationship. That's what I want to see. But we didn't get to see that at all. Yeah, we just have to trust as an audience that it happened without our not. Everything happening off screen is a problem. Like, you can have certain things happen off screen. <laughs> But if it's a major thing that pushes the character's story along, you need to show it. Yeah. Colin Firth does not want to see his family for Christmas. And instead, he wants to get the fuck out of there and see that gal. The gal he really, really likes and wants to smooch. Yeah. He's like, nope. Bye, family. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Yep. And then we get the the scene that we've all seen with Mark showing up out of the blue with signs. Say it's carol singers. To me, you're perfect. I love you. Bye. I'll love you till you look like death. Yeah. What the fuck? That's gross. No. Go away. And she runs after him, gives him a kiss. Why? I don't know. I know nothing. I know nothing of why any. I need someone who likes this movie to explain it to me. Okay. It'll happen. I know it will, but like I need it. I need to under like where I didn't need to understand Jerry Maguire. I need to understand this because I need to know why people think this is the best romantic comedy ever. Yeah. Yeah. Bill. Billy. Young Bill. Young Bill Sif gets his heart of gold. Goes to see his manager who he's called fat and ugly this whole movie. He's like, you're the love of my life. You're the love of my life. Not in a gay way, but in a you're my family way. Yeah. He had to make that clear because he just came from Elton's. Yeah. <laughs> Are we at the Christmas musical thing yet? The Almost. Prime Minister yes, yes, yes. We were exactly at Prime Minister reads his Christmas cards and he gets one from Natalie that says, I am actually yours. Your Natalie. Your Natalie. They don't know each other. They've had inter-office flirtings. It's been five weeks. Okay, so he sets off to find her. Yep. Which is a bit of a Christmas magic thing of like, 
I it's a bit of a when Harry met Sally, like when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want your the rest of your life to start right away. Yeah. Yeah. But also gross. Yeah. In this situation. In this situation. So he knows what street she lives on, knocks on every door, and then finds her at just as the family was headed out to the children's concert. You know, Natalie confesses her feelings. Everyone goes to the concert, runs into his sister. Everyone in the movie goes to the concert because they're all related to the children in some way. Yeah. Joanna sings, Mariah Carey. I don't i don't really know the words i just know it goes like this i had to hear it so much last year i'm so sorry sam on the drums killing adorable on the drums he didn't know the drums before the movie but his dad's a drummer learned the drums he learned them yeah learned them good okay so the thing was she's like all i want for christmas is you points to sam and then, like, turns her hand and points to, like, the rest of the band. And then goes, and you, and you. So he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's very upset. Yeah. And then they raise up the backdrop. And then there's the prime minister and Natalie snogging. So they got caught. Revealed. Aha. Uh-huh. We tried to hide it, but we didn't. Ha! And then at the end of the concert, Emma Thompson confronts Alan Rickman about the necklace. Being like... What would you do if you were me? If you found out that your husband was cheating on you, is it like a gift? Ha! Is it a sex thing? Or is it I love you, I'm leaving you forever thing? What is the deal? What would you do? Would you stay or what? And he's like, I was a fool. And he's like, yeah, I'm also a fool. Let's go get our kids. <laughs> yes. Sam, you need to tell Joanna that you love her. She's leaving tomorrow. All of a sudden, like... Liam Neeson turns into, like, the most romantic, doesn't give a shit. Like, tell her, you little 10-year-old, tell her that you love I her. didn't tell your mother enough, and I'm like, oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. She's going to the airport. That's great. Don't you? We love romantic movies. We love watching them. They always chase them to the airport, so let's go. <laughs> That's such a weird phrase, chase them to the airport. Yep. So we have Colin Firth going to find... His lovely lady. Yes. Irelina? I didn't know how to say it, so I wasn't going to attempt because I don't want to insult anyone. But, like, he finds, like, her whole family and the whole town. Yeah. And they got to go find her where she's working. Yeah. And then Liam Neeson lets little Sam Jojen loose in Heathrow Airport. <laughs> just like, loose. go fucking run. Just get her. He just, like, plows through TSA. With the help of... Rowan Atkinson, who lets him sneak away. But just, like, chase through the airport. You cannot do... If he did this in America, I'd be like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, do not run. Do not look suspicious. Look meek and sad and weak. Yeah, that's how people look in airports. Yeah. He finds Joanna, and she gives him a peck on the cheek. And it's adorable. Yeah. Jamie, Colin Firth, shows up at the restaurant, the whole town... And asks her to marry him. He does it in really bad Portuguese. And then she says yes in English. Because she has learned English for him. As one does. Yeah. That was cute. That was cute. Because I feel like with them, maybe they had the possibility of seeing each other again. Which is why they went to learn the other's language. 
it maybe felt the most natural. Mm-hmm. And then one month later, in Heathrow, everybody's coming back from somewhere, and everybody's at the airport, and everybody's hugging, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> what did we learn? That love is. That love is. Something. Actually. <laughs> it's actually, actually. Maybe it was a movie. That's why I'm thinking, I'm like, because they mentioned 9-11, is this a movie of its time when everybody was so dour and sad that they needed this movie to I make mean, them feel good? I mean, we're in a dire and sad time now, and I don't need this movie. Okay, that's fair enough. What did we learn? I don't know. I don't think we learned anything that we didn't already know. Like I said, it didn't feel very Christmassy. I don't think this was originally supposed to be a Christmas movie. Really? I think, and this is, okay, I think he had leftover bits that were cut out of Four Weddings and a Funeral, that were cut out of Bridget Jones's Diary, and he had all these leftover bits and scenes that he just put together to make a screenplay. 110%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there is, like, one thing, like, uh, Colin embarrassing himself in front of the, the chef, that was something that Hugh Grant was going to do in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Huh. So I think there's a lot of that. I think this guy has been thinking of little rom-com tropes and stories for a while and just put them all together into the ultimate romantic comedy. Okay, let's look at the box that we have here. What do you think of the marketing? It looks like an early 2000s movie. I'm going to read you all of the taglines. Okay. Love actually is all around. Coming soon, actually. The ultimate romantic comedy. Very romantic, very comedy. All you need is love, and it's all about love, actually. Today, this sounds terrible. (laughs) Because actually is such a bad word to use now. Yeah. Actually. Like, you just sound like a pretentious dick. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to rate this movie? Yes. I'm not quite ready. Maybe, maybe maybe you go first. Okay. I am going to rate this movie one Joni Mitchell CD. Ooh. I'm going to rate this movie two chalkboard signs on Sam's door. That Those were good. Yeah. 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 You gave it a two? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I didn't hate it. There were some like, okay. Like, I, I think it's okay. If If there were less characters, I feel like I would rate it higher. Mm-hmm. I feel like because every time we got to the end, I just felt like I'd fallen asleep through the entire movie and just didn't know who anybody was and mm-hmm. did not care. Yeah. And that, to me, is a wonder. Mm. Gotcha. Well, I have a mailbag review from Molly and Jen of Rosemary's Ladies podcast. This review is entitled... Yes to females in film. Yes. Queen. Love listening to two ladies talking film and ripping apart rom-coms. It gives me life. (laughs) They know what they're talking about. And give shout-outs to those behind the scene, the editors of the film, who rarely get recognized. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Molly, Jen, Rosemary's ladies. Rosemary. Very good thank you for listening thank you i want to give a quick shout out to another 
frequent listener. I want to give a shout out to Jay, aka Spitfire, on uh, the Twitter for listening to our latest episodes and leaving us some Twitter love. The Twitters? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. So, next time on the podcast, it's a new year. I mean, it won't be for us yet, but. <laughs> we'll be watching 2003's Legally Blonde 2 Red, White, and Blonde. I'm so excited. Yeah. We're going to have to call Chris. Yeah, totally. We'll Skype him in. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Yep. So I wanted to shout out our newest patron, our newest $4 patron, Dan. <gasps> the cinnamon roll. The cinnamon roll actually probably wants to listen to the episodes that he has been guesting on recently over at our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for self. <laughs> probably. Daniel. Daniel. Young Daniel. Dan, Dan, Dan the man. Thanks for joining our Patreon uh, people can go over to patreon.com slash cutaways podcast if they want to support us for as little as one dollar and get goodies like I do vlogs and other fun monthly videos when I can. Pins. Pins. Um, yeah. The only place that you can get actual cutaways sla- uh, slag. Swag. Swag. Merch. It's fun. It, I, it's, it's a good time. Justine for, curates it all. For our super fans super fans the snippets mm-hmm. and our website is thecutaways.com which has a blog i know lj will be writing a blog for us about how much she loves love actually she's gonna hate us yeah she won't know about this until after she's written it <laughs> manipulative <laughs> we're the worst um and uh we are on social media on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. Please let us know what you think of the episode. Send us gifts and cookies and all that. Puppy love. Puppies are here for you. Yep. And if you want to hear more of our episodes, we are everywhere pretty much where you listen to podcasts. Like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your favorite podcatcher. If we're not there, let us know. Let us know. And you could comment to us on there. Leave us a rating. And uh, we will read it right here and give you a shout out. Shout out. Because we love you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far through (laughs) this episode. You're a damn hero. Yep. And very happy, happy holidays. And we'll see you next time. Will we? We won't see them. We will. I imagine them. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's creepy. I don't like this line of thinking. (laughs) Thanks for joining our (laughs) slumber party. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. Basically, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Monday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. And subscribe to That's Weird on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.